So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between, the world of online dating. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Erica. Welcome to So We Met Online. If you would like to learn more about the show, visit us online at sowemetonline.com and join us throughout social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at So We Met Online. Hi, Erica. How are you doing today? I'm fine. <laughs> so I'm I smirk, and I'm uh, not sure why. Yeah, you know, it's one of those smirky kind of days. Is it? Yeah. Everybody just needs to learn how to do an extra smirk, you know? <laughs> you know, there's okay. National Cheesecake Day. There's National Donut Day. I think there needs to be a National Smirk Day. I don't know. We had this guy when I worked at Fannie Mae who would smirk all the time. And I always thought he was making fun of me with his smirking. So like, you know, use them in moderation. So you were taking it personally. Yeah. Well, why are we talking about smirking? You know, I don't know. You asked and (laughs) let's just jump in here. So I actually have a couple of stories. They're pretty quick. So let's just dive into it. So we met online. This is a story around a person who changed. Like we often talk about meeting people who are different online and then we meet them in person and they've changed. Yeah. In this case, the person who I met, I felt was actually the person who I met online. Like everything seemed pretty good. So we met online, we started going out Everything was great. She looked like her profile picture. She was sharing everything that we had already exchanged through our profiles online. Like everything just clicked. And for about a month of seeing each other, everything just seemed great. And then she changed. What do you mean? Well, it's almost like she snapped. So we started to see things like, I don't know, a fear of being alone, like Why aren't you with me? Why aren't we together? What are we doing? I don't think that's a fear of being alone. I think that's a jealousy or she had been cheated on in the past year. Let's keep going. It felt like there was a challenge with her, identifying with her feelings and what she was going through in the relationship. There felt like there was a tendency that she wanted to share a lot, but not often. Like There was this weird dynamic of sometimes it was... Too much, sometimes it wasn't anything. Yeah, but how do you know she changed and that's not who she was the whole time, but you just didn't learn about it? Exactly. I mean, that's part of this conversation. But believe it or not, that's not the story. I'm simply setting this up as we met online, we dated Uh for a month, all was well, and things started to change. She started to act different. Now, you're right. It could have been her That was just masqueraded for the first 30 days or so. Maybe it didn't come up. It's Mm -hmm. definitely reasonable to believe, and I think we've all seen it. We get through this, we'll call it honeymoon phase, where everything is glamorous and everything is wonderful. And then all of a sudden, you really get into the relationship and you realize you had blinders on. I didn't see that behavior or I didn't see that attitude, right? Needless to say, things didn't work out. And after about two months of seeing each other, we broke Mm -hmm. up. Now, that's not where the story ends. And this is the punchline. So after we broke up, about two weeks later, I get a Mm -hmm. message from her saying, how about if we go out for dinner? 
And we were talking a little bit. And the weirdest thing was, it was as if nothing had ever happened. All of the arguments, all of the disagreements, all of the challenges, the sharing, the not sharing, it was as if it just all went away. I felt like I I was in the twilight zone. Exactly. This is the problem. We had broken up and it was as if we were all of a sudden instantly back together. She yeah, but had, it takes two to instantly be back together. That's right. But in her mind, we never broke up. So the, confused. The, in her mind, the problems that we had never happened. But wait, wait, you didn't have a conversation about breaking up? Yes, we did. This so is what's what, weird. This uh, is why I said oftentimes I felt like I was in the twilight zone. Because all of a sudden I was, in her view... We were still together. And I'm like, well, wait a second. We broke up like two weeks ago. What's going on here? Okay. I'm going to okay. tell you another story. No, no, no. I'm not done with this one. What did you do when she texted you? I said, what are you talking about? We broke up two weeks ago. And? And she said, well, I, why did we break up? That doesn't make any sense. Let's get back together. Like she had amnesia? Ex- yes. It was like she had amnesia. That's exactly what it was like. Like somebody bonked her in the head and the entire last month was erased. And all of a sudden we just were right back where we started. I don't have, I don't have an explanation okay. for that. I'm going to go on and I want to share right. one more story here. So in this story, it's actually not me, but it's a friend. So I'm well aware of the story. Is it and- a friend in air quotes or is it actually a friend? A friend. No, it's it's actually friend. So I know the story. It's an, an unfortunate story. My friend has actually been in a relationship with somebody for about two years. And over the last several months of this relationship, things have deteriorated. They've become much more verbal. There could be uh, cheating going on. There's definitely lying going on. You mean they're fighting? Yes. Yeah. Verbal, oh, okay. verbal fighting. Again, this is in the past. And so the woman that he's been seeing decides that she's going to break up with him and says, get out of my life. I'm done with you. This is over. Leave me alone. They were living together, even so much that they have now separated and are living apart from each other, living in separate households. They've moved. They're out. Two-year relationship, done. I think I got it. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, you've been having some questions for me. Smirk, smirk. So this last week was their anniversary. Maybe my timing is off here. It was actually going to be their three-year anniversary. So I guess they're closer to three years together. She calls him and says, you know, it's our three-year anniversary. I think it would be a great idea if we get on and actually watch a movie together over FaceTime. To celebrate our anniversary. You know, I'm on board with that. After a complete and total yelling argument, get out of my life, break up, never see me again. Well, was it like a break or was it? And I asked this for a reason because when I went through a serious breakup, we lived together and I moved out. First, temporarily to see what we wanted to do. So it was more of a trial move out. But Valentine's Day was in that trial move out 
period. And we did spend Valentine's Day together because we're like, we're not totally separate. And we wanted to see like, maybe this could still work. That's what I was thinking about when you said that. So I didn't realize the extent to which I I thought they were still in communication, like a maybe. I mean, it's a good point. Like if you went through a breakup and there was some type of question about this is a separation or I need some space, then maybe. I was thinking more of a separation, but I guess not. No, in, in my situation, much like my personal story, this was a breakup. And then all of a sudden. I thought this was your friend. Well, no, like in my first story, it was a breakup. And then in my second story, a friend, it was a breakup. (laughs) And in both cases, the person acted as if nothing happened. So did they watch something together over Zoom? Yeah, they did. (laughs) I knew it. Yeah. And I don't know the timing of all of this. Now, where are they? So now they are in a position where... They're talking about maybe getting back together, but I am going to argue that they should not get back together. Yeah, but that's irrelevant to the story. Well, it's irrelevant to the story, but I think it opens up some interesting conversations where they do go through a breakup. And after maybe a period of time, the extremes that people go through to either try to get back together and in Uh some cases... Maybe it's a very legitimate, I'm going to give it a second chance versus as if nothing ever happened and you're just going to forget about the past and just pretend like you're back together. So after the break, I want to talk about what you just said, acting like nothing happened, which I find completely strange. But I also want to talk about the probability of a couple staying together if they get back together after they've broken up. Like, you know, William and Kate broke up (laughs) and, you know, now they got three kids. So I want to talk about that because I also have a friend, but for real this time, a friend. I want to share a little bit about her story. Okay, we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. If you like what you hear as much as we like creating it, we would love for you to review our podcast. That way, more people can hear about it. How do you do that? If you're using an iPhone, go to your app, your podcast app that's purple, and click on search. Type in So We Met Online, and you'll see the So We Met Online logo. Then click on that, scroll down to where it says Ratings and Reviews, and that's where you can either give us five stars, or you can write a review and submit that. Thank you so much for being our loyal listeners. So I have a friend who was with her partner for years and they broke up at one point many years ago for six months. I remember that six month period because I can picture us sitting around a table, maybe five women, and she was telling us things about her ex at the time that we should not know, you know, anatomy things and Stuff you say when you don't think you're going to get back together with somebody, (laughs) like the regularity of their relations and things like that. And then they get back together. And it's like you have to compartmentalize this information. Mm. Or I had a friend who, again, a friend who was with someone who 
I couldn't stand with reason. I found that he treated her poorly in front of people. Mm -hmm. And look, I don't condone treating someone poorly in a relationship, but what you do behind closed doors is your business. But I'm sorry if you're putting your girlfriend who happens to be my friend down in front of me. Yeah, I do have an issue with that. And so when they broke up, I expressed to her that I didn't care for his behavior and why I honestly thought it was a good idea that they had broken up. And then they got back together. And that's one where you have to put aside something else. Well, now you said this. She knows your true feelings. So you're sort of the villain. Right. And I know that gets us a little bit off topic, but... I mean, it's still about breaking up and getting back together. And I don't know if you have a higher or lower chance of, of staying together long term if you take a break. I think it depends completely on the circumstance. I mean, that second couple broke up probably 12 times. The amount of time I devoted to that friend every time she broke up is like, I should have been calculating billable hours. Let me just say that. <laughs> yeah. But that's one thing. And then. The second thing is, do you behave differently in between if it's a separation versus a total breakup? Yeah, so not to get heavy on our podcast. I don't think we get okay. heavy too many times, actually. There's actually something that I think all of these stories are related to. We can call it one or two things. The first thing that you can call it is relationship addiction. Or another word that I think more people are familiar with is codependency. And what I have seen specifically in like the stories that I've shared was that they had a need to be in the relationship with either me or with my friend to the point where they had to ignore oh. the facts, ignore what had happened and just let it go so that they can get into that relationship or be back in a relationship. When we start talking about things like a fear of being alone, and I mm -hmm. would rather not be alone on my anniversary, and I would rather contact somebody and be on you know, a video chat watching a movie together, even though I cursed this person out and yelled at them and told <laughs> them to get out of my life forever, and now I'm moving into different houses, I still want that relationship as opposed to facing the reality that there are serious problems within the relationship, which is why you broke up in the first place. So is it that you want a relationship or that relationship? Codependency is really about wanting a relationship, any relationship. Right. That just how, so happens to be the relationship in front of you or the easiest yeah, relationship that you think you can get back into. Right, the lowest hanging fruit. Exactly. Because I also know plenty of people who jump from one relationship to the next, never reflect on what the heck happened. Friends, clients, I mean, I'll actually tell clients who come to me so quickly after a breakup, I'll actually tell them I don't want to work with you right now. Even recently, a client called me, she and her partner had been together for eight months, but they're in their 60s. So I think sometimes eight months in your 60s, I kind of think it's a little more significant than eight months when you're 22 because you know yourself better. And she was devastated. But then she called me and said, okay, I want to work together again because I'm the one <laughs> yeah. I'm the one who would introduce them. Yeah. And I told her no. I said, at some point, yes. And, I mean, that's how you know, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I care about the individual person because 
I'm foregoing money because I don't want to work with someone who simply wants to be in a relationship. I want a full whole person before you seek out a relationship. Yeah, you nailed it. I think it goes both ways. It's not just that relationship. It is any relationship, especially if you're dodging or jumping from one relationship to the next because you just can't be alone. Maybe some of these stories I've shared are the extremes. And me, I'm feeling like, am I in the twilight zone? We just had a flat out argument about how you hate my guts after you've cheated on me and now you want to get back together and have dinner as if nothing happened. That just doesn't compute until you realize that it's not me. It's that Mm -hmm. they just want to be in a relationship. Well, don't you think that's also why couples stay together so long when they know they shouldn't be together anymore? There's something about being comfortable, being complacent. Well, I'll stick it out with this person because, ugh, the thought of someone new and teaching them all my quirks. and I know plenty of people, unfortunately, who stay in those relationships. And it's one thing if you want to work on that relationship and make that relationship better to suit your needs today. But it's another if you stay just because, one, you're afraid of being alone, and two, you don't want to start over. That's not the reason to be in a relationship. Or the other side of it that we see a lot in online dating is, I'm in an awful relationship or I'm in a relationship that I'm not happy about. So I don't want to be single. I'm going to go off and search for somebody else. And as soon as I find somebody else, then I'm going to break up with the person who I'm with and get back into a different relationship. We talked about that on our dating addiction episode that we had probably a month ago where the person I know was seeing someone and was still active on OkCupid. And I expressed to him that I thought that was a terrible idea because he didn't want to break up with her. But the minute you put the idea in your head that someone else is out there, I have someone else waiting in the wings, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yep. And that is this relationship addiction. That is, I have to be in a relationship. I find value and self-worth and all of these other things because I'm in a relationship versus I'm single And I can't handle that. And I'm just going to call up my ex and say, hey, let's have dinner or let's Skype because I miss you. What just happened? I want to add to that the unfortunate fact, in my opinion, and separate for a minute that I'm a dating coach and most of my clients want to be in a relationship. And if that's what they want, that's what I want for them. But I hate that society praises those who are in a relationship. Because you don't know the quality of the relationship. You don't know anyone's story. And I mean, I see it daily, especially one, as a dating coach, two, as a woman. I see daily how people are treated differently. I mean, gosh, two years ago, I went to a Christmas party at a friend's. And she said to me, it's all couples. You might want to bring a date. And I did appreciate that she warned me. So I brought a date, a a good friend of mine, and everyone assumed we were together. And he and I had dated years ago, but, you know, have stayed friends. And I noticed a difference in how people treated me when they thought I was in this relationship versus the person who came stag to a Christmas party of all couples. 
I noticed that I've talked to people about this before where they say, you know, if I'm out to dinner with my husband, I get treated differently than if I'm out to dinner with a girlfriend. And it's just an observation. And I think society is changing, but I still think many people see being in a relationship as some sort of success or pinnacle or panacea or thing to strive for. I want people to strive for happiness because God, I would so much rather anyone be single the rest of their lives than be in a relationship that doesn't bring you happiness. A relationship does not define your success. No. And actually, I really appreciated once my friend Betsy, who is married now at the time she was seeing the person she ended up marrying and we were playing Mahjong because I'm an 82 year old woman, apparently. And There were four of us playing. You know, we were all asking each other updates. We hadn't seen each other in a while. And they asked Betsy how she was doing. And she mentioned something about work and, you know, something about whatever, a a dog. I, I have no idea. But her boyfriend wasn't the first thing she mentioned. And when someone pushed her on that, to this day, I respect that she said, well, that doesn't define my updates. I want to tell you about my updates first. I really appreciated that. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Do you have a thought? No. (laughs) (laughs) So Erica, as you were just talking about this, I actually did quick research and I found an article on Cosmopolitan. You know, that's that's a reputable source. source. And it says, according to new research, almost 50% of couples who break up get back together again. Yeah, but what was the age range of this group? And what was the sample size? If this isn't statistically significant, I have a problem with it. And I got to tell you what a nerd I am. Growing up, I used to read, I think it was Cosmo. And I sent a letter to the editor once being like, you know, in this study you did, the sample (laughs) size N was not high enough to make it statistic. I mean, I've always been such a nerd. I'm trying to find the stats on this, but it does not say. It just says... 50% who break up, get back together again. I think maybe in the age of sitting at home and virtual dating, that's probably (laughs) probably higher. (laughs) No, lower. One of them, I don't know. I did also find this article from Mental Health America. And in this article, it talks about the signs of codependency or the struggles that people have with codependency. And Mm -hmm. so here are just a couple to reiterate what we've been talking about. An exaggerated sense of responsibility for the actions of others. A tendency to confuse love and pity with the tendency to love people they can pity and rescue. A tendency to do more than their share all of the time. A tendency to become hurt when people don't recognize their efforts. An extreme need for approval and recognition. An unhealthy dependence on relationships. The codependent will do anything to hold on to a relationship or to avoid the feeling of abandonment. Okay. A compelling need to control others, lack of trust, fear of being Mm. abandoned, difficulty identifying with feelings, problems with intimacy and boundaries, chronic anger, lying, dishonesty, poor communication, and difficulty making decisions are just a couple of things that they've listed here. Which, again, I think go along the lines of this concept of do I get back together for the right reasons or do I jump from relationship to relationship or am I even ready 
to be in a relationship or even to your point, is it better to stay single or do I have to be seen as somebody who's successful because I'm in a relationship? Well, also in the age of social media, there is the expectation or the external view of what we make our relationship to be. Would you rather be in a bad relationship that everybody thinks is amazing or would you rather be in no relationship and think you're amazing? Unfortunately, I think a lot of people choose the former because of what the outside thinks or says or judges. People see things as really black and white sometimes. Married, not married, single, coupled. And we know that because we've talked before about how people make assumptions. You know, people try to drill down, like they'll ask people on a date, why did you get divorced? First of all, not appropriate. But second, it is rarely a one word answer. You know, a divorce doesn't just happen, just that you don't just pick up one day. Maybe some people do, but usually it builds. Trying to assess someone based on his or her relationship status now or prior is so off because everyone has a story. Right. In the nine plus years I've been doing this, I've seen it all. I've seen people come from great relationships, from terrible relationships, people with high self-esteem, people with low self-esteem. And I don't care what the outcome is for people. I just want them to be happy. And for the people who come to me and want to be in a relationship, I want them to be in a good one. Because I also give advice on how to break up with people. (laughs) And sometimes I strongly advise people to break up based on what they tell me. Because it's not the relationship that's the goal. It's internal happiness. Uh. Well, it's been really insightful today. Thank you for bringing your stories. And thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening. 